0: after 3 o'clock Monday afternoon of the Gregor Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca, where you can get in the game if you haven't tried it. Whether you want to do uh, sports betting, you can use the promo code SPORTS50 get a free $50 wager. Or, if that's not your thing, you want to try the casinos, you like slots, well, they have all of that as well. Use the promo code CASINO50 for a first-time user and get a free $50 wager at PlayAlberta.ca and of course, uh, yes, we got text. Uh, we have talked about the, uh, why would the Elks, uh, trade, uh, Jake Cerezna from the shanked one? Well, it's a fair question. Obviously, uh, you know what? Uh, they get a, a receiver who's a Canadian who they feel that is going to help them. And they obviously much, much must, excuse me, like their American defensive line depth more than their Canadian receiver depth. That's the only thing I could think of, Connor. As they think, Hey, you know what? We're going to get Canadian starter. So maybe that helps the ratio a little bit in other positions. And, you know, away they go. Now, you know, maybe they think Suresna is slowing down. I don't keep seem to think so, but who knows? So, uh, that's why they make the, uh, the trade. The salaries are, are pretty even across the board between the, uh, the two. And it's, uh, you know, it's a D lime in American for a Canadian, uh, receiver. So we'll see how it plays out now. Let's uh, welcome in to the uh, program. He was an uh, eighth overall selection for the uh, Montreal Canadiens. His two-time author, stars in Shorzy, and uh, now uh, also add to the resume, uh, played for his uh, hometown Newfoundland Growlers. In the ECHL, we might have to call him the Yarmir Jager of the Maritimes, uh coming out of retirement. Although I guess JJ's never retired, so that might be a little misleading. But uh out of retirement at the spry age of 47, to jump into action yesterday, Terry Ryan joins us. TR, how you doing?
1: I'm doing all right, thanks. Uh It's, it's a wild, wild couple of days here, yeah.
0: Oh, I think so, man. Like, you're living a lot of guys' dreams. Like, now you had the dream, so it's a little bit different. You had the dream. You made it to the NHL. I know you talk lots how your parents said, Hey, you know what? I get that you're upset, but guess what? You know what? Uh, a lot of things that were bad happened after you got to the NHL. So you should still have lots to be excited about. And, you know, you're probably in the moment where like, yeah, whatever. And then real, oh, geez. Yeah. Like parents, you know, they can be right sometimes. And so, yeah. you know what? I saw your, your post game, uh, interview, TR, and I know lots of people were talking about the fight because I think a lot of people are always intrigued by fight because most of the people don't want to do it. Um, but in, in your post-game reaction, you know, you talked about just like how much it really meant to you. And I, and I thought it was pretty raw and it was pretty honest. And to me, as I was watching that, I was, I was smiling because I'm like, it's a real good example for, I think, because in society now, we feel like, well, if I'm not at the top of the top, I'm not successful and I can't enjoy it. And, and I think that that's... That, that's going to lead 99.9% of people to failure and disappointment because there's only the 0.0001% who get to the ultimate peak. And even if you get there, it doesn't mean that it's a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, exactly. There was a lot like, I'm fascinated by like time and space. And I think timing is, is not everything, but it's, it's important. And the perspective I had last night playing was different. Like if, if, if anything, I didn't really retire on my own terms. And last night that was my terms. Like my I was my fans. That was I mean but by, by my hometown, like people that I knew. I'm not saying that rah rah terry every day, but you know, this just came this came about. And yeah, like man, when my when I, my NHL career went south, I remember I was really upset about it at, at the time. It was like be all and end all of everything. It was everything, it's what defined me, it's what was gonna find me forever. Look what I've done. And my dad and mom, but I remember them saying, you know, there's going to be lots more. You got to get over. This. There's going to be lots more great times, and you know, there's inspirational moments. There's championships you can win. There's friends you're going to make, and there's going to be lots of great days in your life. And I remember, I remember specifically me going, "Yeah, but not like skating around for the Montreal Canadiens." Look what <laughs> I just. But it was, honestly what happened last night, skating around in the East Coast League with Newfoundland Growlers. I, I don't even know if, if there's a parallel. I, I could say, I don't want to say one's better than the other, but I worked for the NHL and there was a level of stress. There was hard work and expectation. I got there because I, I kind of expected it. So even though my first game in the NHL and skate around in Montreal was fascinating, I mean, I'm not downplaying that. <clears throat> but mentally, I've been preparing whether I liked it or not, even subconsciously for years, right? Now, last night, I, two nights ago, I just got a phone call it was my 47th birthday, five minutes into it after midnight and Zach O'Brien phone who plays on the team, but he's a buddy of mine. The guys from Newfoundland, there's four on the Newfoundland team, right? Yeah. And they're all friends of mine. And a couple of them, I've gone nine national championships in ball hockey, a couple of them. We've gone to a couple of world championships with Canada. And, and, you know, so we've been in those situations, you know, like if you look when you're in overtime of a world championship, I don't care what it is, or or a national, you you know you you really bond with people. So those guys are my real good friends. I'm not sure everybody realized that. And all of the people I came out at the end, and I, I mean it, really, I, it it, it 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 none of that was put on, none of it was planned. When I came out at the end, you know, now when I played, no one went over and raised their sticks to the crowd after the game, but that's now, now that's whatever. So I was on the way off and then I saw that and I went over and when I did it, the crowd really responded. And then Meller was like James Melindi again, my buddy. He said, you got to go back out there, my friend. So I went back out and then I got off and they, they've, you know, I got the hardest worker of the game. So the award or whatever. So I, I or, or, you know, they do it at the end of every yeah, game. So yeah. I came out under the ice, did a lap. And I really, it started to really sink into me because here I was and so many people at the game were there to support me. A lot used to watch me play for the St. John's Maple Leafs. They're older, but, and, you know, I, I, they really supported me when I was here and I worked hard on that team. And um, I loved playing in my hometown. Now you got, I had film friends. I had friends that I literally played soccer with 30 years ago. Um, kindergarten people i went to kindergarten with yeah old teachers that i didn't even know were still alive one was 90 years old he's and i'm, I'm going um i'm looking at this going what an awesome feeling it was i, I can't compare it to anything obvious other than uh, have you ever seen the movie big fish yes at the very at end the very all end. All okay yeah, yeah come together this yes. guy's telling stories yeah, and at the end from all walks of, of life. Come together. Yeah, and they all really didn't know each other, but now they're all in one place. So it was like really surreal to me f- from that point of view. All of a sudden, all these people, I mean, half of them aren't hockey fans. They just heard that I was playing and they went down. At least 10 people at the game had never been to a hockey game before. So I'm i am going, wow, like this is all this positive energy and all the people I've met over the years and all the adventures I've had. And I, I got to like, not everybody gets a second chance to, 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 to have a you know to, to go out to, to, to end their professional career the way I got to do last night. It was awesome from every perspective. I went over after the game, Jason. And I knocked on the door of the Adirondack Thunder and I asked for Zach Walker and he came out and I shook his hand. And I said, "Look, man, you didn't have to do that. and you, re- you helped me create that moment. There's no hard feelings here." I said, good luck in everything you're going to do. And then a few of the boys came out on Adirondack, and they're like, hey, man, we're big fans. <laughs> yeah, well, of pop. course, yeah. Yeah, and I was like, oh, no way. And they are like, well, they were quoting Hitch and everything, and, and I really added some levity to it. So I said, look, man, if you guys, you're, you're getting on your plane tomorrow, why don't you come over and have a beer with me over the sleeves? So when we went over there at Green Sleeves, it was some of the growlers, some of the thunder, and we were just telling stories, man. And it went on into the night, and it was a great moment and for anybody i look i didn't plan on fighting if i had it would have been a selfish move what if i fight in the first period i was willing to yes it would be cool right but if if i lose that fight and we lose the momentum that, that's selfish on my part and i'm there for a reason they wanted me to help so i figured what can i do you know what i can do to at least at least provide some level of inspiration for these kids like they asked me to play so i'm going to try my hardest the whole way downtown when i was driving earlier i my my ex-wife dropped me off i was driving and danielle was or or penny lane was sitting in the front and she put her hand on my forearm i, I just she goes are you nervous i go yeah I'm, I'm i'm way more nervous than i'm letting on when i get in there and she said just dad i'm so proud of you she said i'm so proud that you're doing this i said penny lane all i can do is go out and work my hardest And that was one of the things that defined me as a player. I'm going to do it again, and I'm going to set an example for those people. And they're going to see it. And I don't care if I get one shift or I play the whole game. And I went out, man, and I I really tried to do that. And um, I was called three times in the in the second period. And there was, it was penalties and power plays the whole time. So I didn't get out there. I didn't think I was getting out there again. If it ended there, it would have been a neat little story, a nice little package. Thanks, guys. They started me the game. You know, I got to I got to at least get my name announced and. For the fans here, there's a little bit of closure to it. But, no, he played me regular in the third period. He didn't have to do it. And I went out, man, and I tried my hardest. I skated. I said, I don't want to embarrass. I'm, I, I'm really happy with myself. and, and the, I'm not saying that in a boastful way, but I don't know, man, if I was going to keep up with the play. But I could. I could do it. It was, it was way harder than, you know, I remember playing in the Coast League. But, you know, the, the game's gotten faster, and I do keep myself in shape. I noticed myself, obviously, I've lost a step. But I really did. I, I I kept up there pretty good. I nearly scored a goal, man. And uh,
0: then when that happened, um, it wasn't planned. I yeah, it's out like you had Taran Sand with hands on that shot. That's kind of what I thought. Oh, man. it's terrible. <laughs> I, know. But I, I
1: panicked a bit, man. I, I was I was uh, Sam. might even have scored that one. But I I, I was really, you know, I, I was caught up in the moment. I was squeezing my stick a bit. But when I jumped on the ice and fought, that wasn't put on. That was just being a teammate. Like my my buddy James Melindy, and he's my buddy. Like he's from yeah. here. He got, hit got down rocked. the corner, helmet popped off. And I knew that Walker mixed it up a bit. So I you know, I chased him down the ice and I did what I would have done in nineteen ninety seven. Like I said, they call me there for a reason. And I, it, I had to block everything else, all the noise out, and I'm like, I'm here to help this team. It's it's yes, it's a novelty, I'm forty seven, but right now we've got nine forward, or ten forwards and I need to contribute. Right? That that's the goal here. That's why they called me. And so that's why the fight happened. I didn't think it was going to happen.
0: Now, is it true Jared Kelso, when he found out you were playing, sent you like a scouting report or something?
1: He did, yeah. He said he said game notes, and it's like it's a long text with – he follows it closely with with, with with players on their team, their tendencies, the guys who might fight. Yeah, it was better than the game notes you get before a game.
0: No way. Wild. Oh, that's unreal. Right. So I'm guessing, like, you know what? Uh, well, you know, the fans, we've had so many texts from people saying, man, that was unreal. They, they love the raw honesty afterwards. And I think, it, you know, in that, it's funny because, you know, the NHL dream is – is such a massive dream that's that's for the most part, I think a lot of people when they're on yeah, it's a dream, but then they reach a certain age, like, you know what, I'm just not good enough, and that's okay. Right? But there are some people that think, you know, like maybe I could play in the East Coast League. Like maybe, right? And so it was more like the here's the average guy's dream, you know what, I'm I'm slugging it away in the in the everyday life. And now your life's a little bit better than most, you know, you're an actor and you're having a lot of fun with it, but still, you know, there's trials and tribulations. And you know, you had a pretty tough, you know, trial we've talked about on the show here you know for the last few years. It wasn't like it was all uh, rainbows and lollipops for you uh, from the time you quit uh, in the NHL to, to tell you, Kyme you got to be a hitch on Shorzy. But um, you know, to kind of go out there like that, I'm guessing like there's just a lot of guys who look and say like, you know what? Now I was never a first rounder, so I didn't have the natural ability anyway. But it's kind of like a you know like a Cinderella story a little bit that that ends without the movie cliche. Terry Ryan scores three goals and is the first star, right? Like that would have been the Disney movie that's not really real. Your game yeah. looked more real.
1: Yeah, and it felt more real, and and for it, like it was hard not to be overwhelmed by the moment. But as is the case usually in hockey, my teammates picked up on that. So before the game, it was it was hard not to talk about the elephant in the room—that is my age—and Yeah. And the, what what was happening was really unique. So when I got down there, um. The guys, Zach O'Brien, Jordan Escott, these guys are my friends, James Melinda Adam Dahl. I know them from here anyway, and I got to know some of the guys here and there. So I did have a decent knowledge of them, and I go to the games, so I knew who they all were. I just hadn't met them. So when I got in there, they said, you're doing the tunes today, old man. So I ran the tunes. Oh, I went I went classic rock all the way. <laughs> of then, course. Oh, yeah. I said, I do like some new stuff, but I go, if I'm getting a chance to do this, we're going to do it my way. And then we just told some hockey stories. So. My mind needed that. I needed a distraction, and and before the game, uh, you know, the boys were just like, "Hey, tell them
0: this story, T Bone. Tell them that." And so, by the time I looked up, it's time to go out for warm up. Yeah, take your it. mind off it, which is probably a smart move, right? Uh, otherwise, you're mentally yeah. exhausted because you're uh, you're focusing so much. And you know, system play, whatever. That's not. It's not that big of a deal. You just go out and uh, you play. What about, um, you know, you talked a lot about how much it meant to you to have your daughter see you uh, play, you know, professionally. Obviously, you know, she's 13. Your career had ended uh, a long time. And I know you, you and your ex have a very healthy relationship. It's it's very good, uh, you know, in, in how you parent. But how was she, you know, she said afterwards, hey, Dad, I'm proud of you playing. How was it afterwards for you? And were, were you a little bit of a puddle when you saw her after the game? Yeah, I don't even
1: really – like, I, I haven't watched my presser yet. I don't remember what I said because I was a bit in shock. Um, and she – I don't remember. I remember saying, I'm really proud of you. And we had a good talk today about it. She gave me a big hug. She was like, like that. Like, I, I I think it was a bit overwhelming for everybody. We didn't, and, and not only that, we didn't expect this. It's not like I was working towards a goal. Yeah. I just skate with these guys, and I play ball hockey. So I'm doing cardio five or six times a week. So – I think if if not for that, it, it could have been an embarrassing moment. But at least I knew that, I, I, you know, I'm in shape here. And he's not asking me to play every second shift. Yeah. So if I can get out there, I think I can keep up for a, and a minute and then go off. And if that happens five or six times, so be it. But I didn't think it. And not only that, the other day, I don't know if you can see this. Um, yeah. See this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had I had surgery the day before. I didn't tell anybody that or they probably wouldn't have let me play. But I... <laughs> I, uh, and I knew them. Yeah. So I was hurting. What'd you have surgery on? It's only, it's only, it's called lipoma. So it's only these like fatty deposits that are, it's, 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 uh, genetic. So I've got a few over and and they just get big. Okay. L I P O M A. And it's, so it's only to cut them out of you. But still, the cut, like they, so they open you up. So uh, uh, it's
0: like in the non medical term, are you basically saying you had boobs on your back? Is that what I'm hearing? Um,
1: they're as big as your thumb. They're
0: okay. The like, like a lump. <laughs>
1: a lump that, you know, I got a few of them. Yeah, yeah. But the one here was really bothering me, and it was getting big. And so, and it's right under my rib, and my shoulder pads often hit it, so it was causing some discomfort. So I just went in and saw the doc. It's a joke. I've got at least 10 removed already. Oh, wow. Uh, So, but it's just the process of the actual cutting me open, and then the the cutting of snipping that out. It, so it leaves, you know, you're just sore. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. It didn't It didn't affect me or anything. I'm just, For that reason, like, had the game not happened, I'd probably just sit out here, and I, I definitely wouldn't have skated tomorrow and at my normal skate. I probably would have skated again on Thursday. Mm-hmm. No, I needed a few days, but I was, so I was like, okay. And Penny Lane, that's what she said. She goes, didn't you just have surgery? Like, aren't you 47? Like, what the hell's happening here? But anyway, it worked out. Her, she was there with her friends, and that was definitely, but by, by far the best part of the moment uh, because, again, That was so far off to her and to me. It was seven years before she was born that I played my last professional game. You know, she's seen me play ball hockey and play senior hockey and everything around here. But it's great senior hockey, and ball hockey is awesome, but it's not professional hockey. This was something different, unique, and it was lightning in a bottle. Like, what happened was, again, a lot of people thought this was some publicity stunt. They needed players. The game the next day was at four. So it's hard to fly people in, if at all, if, if you could do that at all. Yeah. And where are they going to take it from? Flu went around the room. They had injuries. Now, people around here take senior hockey seriously, and the teams that are going for the Herder Championship protect a certain amount of players, yeah. and January 10th is the deadline. Yeah. So if you play a pro game after January 10th, you can't go back and play amateur. So none of the senior guys were available. Yeah. So now who are you going to call? Right. That, so that's what happened. They, 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 this wasn't a stunt at all. Literally, we're on an island and there was nobody to go down there that they really trusted that could do a job like that. And I guess they figured, I mean, if I'm Matt Cook, I'm thinking this is ridiculous. They're, you know, definitely. Like, what the hell? But because um, I hadn't really met him. I met him at the airport. Sugar yeah. down, but That was it. And when I got down there, I just said, look, this is very much I'll do whatever you want. Like, uh, I'll go out there and. And just play whatever you and, and, and one shift is, is would, would be awesome. But there's no, not that he needed to hear that, but I just yeah, I yeah. wanted to relay that that you know I, I don't expect anything here, buddy. And, and and that was the case. But I got to be honest, he didn't have to put me out there either. Like like I said, it was a neat little thing. It was a neat little thing that happened, and it was nice to have warm up. And they started me. I played the first shift. I was going to go out there in the second three times, and and penalties happened, and then so I thought maybe I'm not getting out there again. And the third period he played me regular, and again, he didn't have to do that. And Walker didn't have to say yes, so th- those two things were, you know, the stars had to align just to get me in the game, but then to actually get on the stat sheet and play and have some sort of an impact, well, that was in other people's hands, and I'm glad that it
0: worked out. Jason Greger along with uh, Terry Ryan. Now, when we come back, a gentleman who who is uh, doing live uh, uh, play-by-play somewhat about this uh, story joins us next on The Greger Show. On Sports 1440 and Older's Nation YouTube. See, now this is a song I could see uh, TR playing in the uh, pregame. Oh, yeah. Right? Why not? Uh, you never know. Uh, Terry Ryan uh, joins us uh, here on the uh, Monday edition of The Gregor Show. As always, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Hope you're doing well. Thanks for joining us. Uh, how warm is it out there on the East Coast, TR? Or cold?
1: Oh, it's not that cold. It rained today. I don't know. Oh, geez.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. Went down to get my gear. Uh, It was about five degrees. Oh, Oh, geez, man. It's only been like minus 35 to minus 40 here for the last uh, three, four days. So uh, good times. Uh, Let's get to our big guest of the day, uh, brought to you by the Junior Prospects Hockey League. Uh, Under the Silent Ice umbrella, they've expanded. It's an academy-style approach for U14, U15, and U18 players with a focus on skill development and education. Learn more at com. Our next guest, uh, of course, uh, many of you watch him on a nightly basis on uh, Sportsnet. Uh, like T.R., uh, he's an author. Uh, he's written some great books, uh, guys who only played one game in the NHL. Uh, Reed, you might have a new angle. How many 47-year-olds are coming out of retirement to play in pro hockey? You might have to write a book about that. How you doing, Kenny?
2: Good, boys. May have to. Okay, you guys have both seen Rudy, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Okay. The end yeah. scene of Rudy where they're lifting him off the field and they cut to his friend, the groundskeeper. Yeah. And the guy just has this look of pride. He just gives that one hard clap and walks away. Yeah, like that. That's how I felt about you yesterday, Terry. I couldn't <laughs> be more man, proud there. of you, my friend. I couldn't be more proud it's of funny.
1: you. It's funny. Ken, thanks. So Jason, Ken is one of my best friends in the world. And it's funny that we're on Edmonton radio talking about it. I tell you that because <laughs> this is where it all started. And, uh, it's funny you brought that up. So I don't know if if people realize this, or you could hear it with and and I, uh, you know, the game was streamed, but in the second period, and again, I was I was up three times, but it was power plays and penalty kills, and people started to chant. They were saying, "We want Terry," I, and I'm and now I'm thinking I'm kind of it was kind of awkward because I'm thinking Matt's in a bad position, right? He's back there, and you know, he's he's here. His, his job really is to bring the Leafs prospects along. Yeah, and he had some guy on his 47th birthday, and it. There was a lot of energy in the building, but it was starting to all come my way, and you know we were losing six to one at that point. So I didn't, I didn't want the situation to be awkward for him to put him in. A, so I really just kind of said, "Look, man, not that he was again asking, but I just said, I, I'm cool with it. This, this is real nice thing that I started the game and I'm back, and I. It was a neat little thing, but." Then people started to do that. When I came out, guys, for my second shift, the place, like, it it erupted. It erupted. I haven't heard it that loud in a long time. And then each time I would go out there and, of course, the fight. But that's what happened. It was really in real time. We were behind there, and I started to hear that. And it's one of my favorite movies. And, again, it sounds weird to tell the story myself, very boastful. But I'm telling you. That, that is what happened uh, and it was almost overwhelming just at that point so afterwards and to actually get in that fight you can imagine the energy in the building
0: hmm. how uh now did any of his punches land
1: uh he got me he cut me open on the back of my head i lost my balance he 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 did the right thing he started to drag me around and because otherwise i would I, I was teeing off at first you know and he yeah like you hit him with two pretty good uppercuts didn't you yeah, I got him with, and I, and I brought out left. I'm like, if he's done any homework, he knows I'm not a lefty. So I started to go with my left and then I came in with a right and I, I kind of, I, I hit him in the jaw and I kind of missed. And then he kind of started to get me off balance. I'm glad that happened at first though. And I didn't need to kick the crap out of somebody. It was a good hockey fight. It was old school. I was picking up for my buddy and it, you know, it, it, it was. Very justifiable. It was a hockey play. Like I said, I shook his hand afterwards. He didn't have to do it.
2: Well, as soon as I was I was streaming the game with my son, who's 10, and he's he learning about hockey the way I see it, just the way Terry sees it, and Gregor, it's what you see. We're pretty old school, the three of us. And I said to my son before the game starts, don't be surprised if something happens if Terry has a go, because I know <laughs> nothing against the guys in the lineup. Nobody in that lineup plays like you. Also, it is Matt Cook's job to develop, but at 3-1, I'm like, I'd put Terry Ryan on the ice right now because that's my old school. And when the guy, when Zach Walker hit the guy, Terry, I go to my son, Jacoby. I go, yep, he's going to go. There's going to be a scrap, and there was. <laughs> and then when you guys are John in the penalty box, I said to Jacoby, I bet Terry's just giving it to him going, and I want you as a guest on my podcast. I, know what you're like. <laughs> so I can't wait to, for you to have Zach Walker. You
0: should have
1: podcast. him on your podcast, TR,
2: you 100%. Know, a TR, that's gone through your mind, right?
1: I can't believe this. You know me well. So, yes, I, I I love that. Yeah, as soon as he he made that hit and and Miller's helmet fell off, I knew that opened the door. Now it's justifiable. Because, Ken, if I'd fought in the first period, it's a selfish play if I lose, right, all of a sudden. Right, and, and, I, and you, now, and
2: one thing I love about you, Terry, you don't fight for yourself. You fight for somebody else every time.
1: Well, see, you you've sp- spoken like either my agent or my friend. <laughs> so... Um, <laughs> You're right. And that's that is exact now we were beacon in the box but after the game that's the first thing I said. I said well I said, Thanks for doing that. And I said, Hey, I'd love to have you on
0: my podcast Oh, <laughs> so, sure. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I uh, yeah. yeah, I love that you knew that too. Uh, yeah. Kenny, you know what's interesting about it though. Like it, it was a story that really resonated with a lot of people. Like I know Biz Nasty had you know had put it out on social media and as did I, but you know what there was you know, it was on it was on Sportsnet at uh and Amber, I think, had it in the on the intermission and uh, you know, they were talking about it and like it really resonated with a lot of people. It's it's very much you know, hockey of course is very Canadian, but I just you know what? Obviously, there's the Shorsy connection. There's lots of people who maybe know him as Shorsy and probably didn't even realize that, like, okay, he actually was a player, right? So I think there's that factor. But it was more so just there's something about the Cinderella story that everybody – you guys mentioned Rudy, and that's probably a better analogy. But there's just something about sports fans that we gravitate towards a little bit of the underdog and the unexpected type story.
2: Well, as my brilliant wife says, people don't remember numbers. They remember stories. Terry, your life has been a great story. And to me, this was like, you so deserved that bow, the literal bow in front of the fans to say thank you. And I, I, I hearken back to the, like your book, PR. It's like Alexander Keith's boys. Alexander Keith used to have a ad. Those who like it, like it a lot. It was their way of saying not everybody drinks our beer, but those who like it, they like it a lot. What I love about this, those who like Terry, love him a lot. And now, as you said, Jason, it's expanding outside like, the name is getting bigger, and people are seeing what passion for the game means. And people who maybe, Terry, never talked about you before are talking about it. I guarantee you there's moms talking about you today, Terry. And I always say sports resonates when my mom talks about it. When my mom and other moms start talking about the Blue Jays or the Oilers, that's when it matters. So this is what matters now. This is a human interest story. It's a beautiful story. It's a human interest story through sports. And that these are the stories that resonate, buddy. And I and I love that you're having your moment in the sun. I know you're you're on the media tour today. And, Gregor, if there's one thing, well, the three of us, we all hate to talk. So, I mean, this is perfect. <laughs> I love that you're getting your stage, T.R. And, I, 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 Greg, Jason, I just think this is such a beautiful um, story, like full circle. And if I can just be the the, the interviewer for one second. T.R., I know how much your daughter means to you, and I wanted to know what was going through your mind when the game started and you saw Penny Lane for the first time and she saw you. Yeah, there was a lot of emotion. It, it was
1: hard. It was the hardest part about all of it. Wasn't keeping up with the play or, or taking a hit or any of that. The hardest part was was not to get lost in the moment. the 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 actual moment was a hockey game that I was asked to play and do a job and being paid. So, But I had to separate that from everything else going on, which was hard to do because of her more than anything. She'd never seen that. And I just kept thinking to myself, you know, a father wants to have times that you can inspire your kids. Most of the time you plan that. Like I might say, okay, Thursday night we're going to watch Rudy or... I'm going to take you to a game and, 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 you know, a professional girls soccer game, which we're going to. And I want you to see what's possible. This is possible. There's no reason okay. that you can't do this. I don't sit here and expect it, but you can do it. You can do it. It's your life, right? I would have put you in hockey if it was my life. It's your life. Do whatever you want with it. So it's one thing to say that and preach it. But when you can have those times and inspire your kid, now that last night was so much emotion. That was one of the most electric nights of my life. And for her to see that and the energy, that was all positive. And I didn't retire on my own terms. I didn't. And and I don't just mean with the bad decision, not going back to Montreal camp. I mean I got injured and I went out quick. And, and, and I was in my 20s. I thought I was going to play in the NHL, let alone pro hockey, for a lot longer And I didn't re, and there was no social media then or anything. So I couldn't really even explain myself. My book came out and that was a little therapeutic and it was nice. And I love where I am in life right now. I didn't need this or anything. But when it happened and I went off there at the end and I I bowed, like I went in the room and it was hard not to just break down because I'm like, wow, like who, who gets this opportunity? Not only did I get a, a chance to redo my whole exit from pro hockey, but it couldn't have gone any better. And all of my – and it's a home game. If they asked me to play in New Jersey, I would have done it or wherever, uh, you know, um, or Norfolk they're playing. If they'd asked me that, I would have done it. But I happened to be at home, and now that I'm 47, there was people there from the film world, from – you know, I I played soccer with when I was a kid and and old teachers. I was saying earlier, and you know, like hockey players and friends and Penny Lane's friends and relatives – and it was like all of a sudden, all this positive energy from people that I'd come across that never actually knew each other, but they were all sitting together because I got tickets in the same spot. And then people, you know, that used to be St. John's fans that are little age now that watched me play twenty, twenty-four years ago. It was, it was so great from that perspective. And Penny Lane was right sp- at smack dab center in the middle of all of it. So she saw like it transcended the game of hockey, and she got to you see. You had a it living
2: funeral, I don't buddy. Know,
1: I don't know if there's a more powerful moment that I've had with, with my daughter, for sure. I love it.
0: Uh, Ken Reed is our uh, guest alongside uh, Terry Ryan. Jason Greger here on uh, Sports 1440, Orders Nation two, Of course, uh, for those just joining us, uh, Terry Ryan at the age of 47 got into a professional <laughs> hockey game last night uh, playing for the Newfoundland. Uh, growlers and in a typical TR form got into a tilt in the uh, third period, uh, standing up for one of his teammates. So, uh, boy. Uh, Ken, you know what? Uh, you're a guy who does the, the national broadcast. I'd mentioned earlier that, uh, you know, this is a story that even got on Sportsnet, right? Like it was, it yeah. was, it was one that's, you know, talked about a lot. And, you know, Terry was, you know, and he said, he goes, man, like I had a cup of coffee in the NHL. It was still, you know, it's, it's a much bigger cup than 99% of us, but still, mm-hmm. right? And, uh, you know, and people talk about it and, you know, it's, it's one where, like, I know Bruce Arthur reached out to me to, to get Terry's number, you know, a national uh, broad, uh, writer who wants to talk about it. Like, it's really, it's touching people in a lot of ways. I think Eric Francis wrote about it, so it's pretty neat.
2: It's awesome. And, uh, yeah, I had a, another reporter friend reach out to me last night for for TR's number. And, Terry, like, uh, so I was in Buffalo and um, snowed in weekend, crazy, minor hockey, our tournament was canceled Sunday. And I woke up and I checked my messages on Sunday morning, and I had one from you, Terry, and I couldn't, it was TR, for those of you who are listening, usually sends me audio messages, <laughs> and I couldn't, op, I couldn't open it, I don't know why, uh, Okay, and I'm wondering, did, did you send me that message after the pub, or like on the way home in the Uber, like, it's such a, and I love, Gregor, that in typical old school passion, TR, you were out for a few before the night before the game
1: yeah oh yeah man <laughs> yeah i was out for a few i had a little buzz on for sure i found out it was 1205 um five minutes into my birthday and zach called and then i, I thought it was a joke and when adam called i was like okay adam party that is who's the assistant coach long time nhl great guy good friend and uh i knew when parts called, he said not like i'm dead serious so he said i don't i go parts if, if you're serious i'm going home right now i went out got a cab came back but I love that you said old school because when I say it to people now, it almost sounds crazy. But when when we would land, whether it was the NHL or the minors or whatever, or when the bus would stop in many minor league places, whatever, when we got off and we got to our hotel, it was almost mandatory to go out with the boys for a meal, especially in the NHL. We had a real tight group in Montreal. Mark Recky, Shane Corson, Dom Foos, these guys were like real leaders that we would make sure. Now you can leave go back, but we, we're going out to dinner together, right? And usually that we, we'd have a few beers the night before. I think that was the mentality. No one got hammered, but a lot of people would have a few beers, hang out as a team, and go and do your work the next day. So it was funny because I was explaining that. After the game, man, we all went out, both teams. We're at green Sleeves, and we were just telling hockey stories. And I would tell stories like that, you know, and the boys are like, wow, that sounds like 50 years ago. I'm like, I know, I know, but that's just it. So... It, with the fight and uh, having been out the night before for a few beers, it really was like bringing a bit of old school back. Like, the boys really, really liked it. And I, I you know, I, I told stories well into the night.
0: Kenny, uh, one last one for you. Uh, I got to ask yeah. you because, of course, the Leafs are in town tomorrow and uh, Order fans are on a roll. They've won 10 in a row. Um what, uh, what do you think Toronto, like, uh, you know what? I thought they did well uh, for the most part overcoming all the injuries on their blue line, but everybody's known their blue line needs to be upgraded. Um, how quickly uh, do you think Treeleven's got to move here to upgrade his blue line? Like, they're, they're two points out of being out of the playoffs. Like, it's not like they got this uh, massive runway.
2: Uh, two months ago. That's how quickly. <laughs> the Toronto Maple Leafs are the best, no disrespect to the Amateur owners, the best beer league team in the world. They have no structure, they have no commitment to defense. The Oilers have a commitment to defense. The Leafs just go. Like, they are so loose. You saw what happened against Nashville. You saw last night, Samsonov comes back, deserves a win. And yeah. they're just like, yep. Yeah, there's just no commitment there. So, and Perry spoke about old school. They need uh, three or four defensemen, old school defensemen, as does every team, that no longer exists. Mm -hmm. I love puck-moving defensemen. We've emphasized it for so long that now there are no old-school defensemen. So I think that'll be the next thing to come back. But yeah, they need like an Alex Petrangelo. They need an Eric Branson. They need a Luke Shen who they lost in free agency. They need guys like that. Guys who are committed to defense. Uh, And they need a team to buy into it, too, because there's, there's just no commitment there. And I think it might go higher than just personnel on the ice. They, they need uh, they need a, a, a change in, in the way they play the game if they want any success at all.
0: Reader, as always, my man, great to have you on. We really appreciate it, and uh, good uh, good getting out of Buffalo. i uh, say, by the way, the Bills are absolutely crushing uh, Pittsburgh right they now. Are. So, they uh,
2: are. Hey, before I go, Jason, I want to just say to you beautiful words you wrote about Robin, and I didn't get a chance to, to say to Edmonton any yet, but... All my best to Robin Brownlee's friends and family, and best to John Short's family as well. I didn't know John much, but I knew Robin quite well, and I know his family meant so much to him, so much love to to Robin's family.
0: Awesome. Thanks, Ken. We really appreciate that.
2: Thanks, boys. And TR, keep inspiring, buddy. Thanks for having me, Jason. You bet.
0: That's Thanks, uh, Kenny. Ken Reed from uh, Sportsnet, and uh, speaking of Robin Brownlee, we we have started a GoFundMe uh, campaign to help uh, Robin's wife and, and uh, son Sam, who of course is uh, in high school right now. It's uh, it's a devastating uh, blow when it's unexpected, and uh, you know there's some other circumstances. They're a little bit private, but uh, we ha- we have a GoFundMe page to, to help them out. And so, if you're ever inspired by Robin, uh, you liked what he had to write, liked what he had to say. Uh, big shout out to uh, the listeners have really stepped up. um Uh, You know, lots of your, you know, what I said, it's all adding up $10, $20, $50 here. You know, I think uh, Daryl did a $1,000 donation, which is unreal. So uh, thank you very much. Uh, We're almost at a third way to our goal, which is great. It's a pretty lofty goal because there's, you know, there's a lot of help that's, uh, that's needed there. So, um, if you can spare 20 bucks, whatever with all of our listeners, well, I counted all of our listeners. If everybody just does a buck, we're fine. So I uh, actually more than fine, but you know, 10, $20 here, or there. If that's all you can spare, that's awesome. The, the more people that donate, uh, even at small amounts, it just shows uh, how many people are impacted and touched by Robin. So thank you for that. You can go to sports1440.ca and that's where you'll see the uh, GoFundMe page. We'll come back, uh, with, uh, Ryan, uh, well, geez, we'll talk about Ryan's rant and more on the Gregor show presented by playalberta.ca 352 on sports 1440 orders, nation, uh, YouTube, uh, guys that uh, Terry, Ryan, can read segment was awesome. The only thing that sucked was you had to go, uh, who is uh, chopping onions in the car from, uh, Sean. Well, it's always good to get a little emotion on the show. Uh, we like that, uh, from time to time and especially when it's a, it's a positive story. We had a lot of, uh, uh, emotions, uh, last week here on the uh, program due to the, un- uh, untimely and, uh, passing of Robin Brownlee and uh, and John Short, of course, uh, two guys who had a huge uh, influence on the sporting community. Um, two people that uh, you know was close to his friends, uh, co-workers uh, for a long time. So it was uh, it was very sad. So it was great uh, for me, just kind of sitting back and uh, and seeing a good friend of uh, of the show uh, have some success uh, yesterday. And uh, as I was watching his, uh, pr- and I recommend anybody uh, go check it out on my uh, Twitter feed if you want to see uh, Tr's uh, post game uh, presser. It was. Uh, it was quite good. So um, it's uh, we're going to get to uh, now uh, Ryan's rant brought to you by Action Electrical, where, of course, uh, you know what? If you are looking for solar on your residence uh, specifically, the uh, you can get a $5,600 grant in returns, free money to do it. But that ends in March. So if you've been on the fence wondering, should I get it done? Well, now's the time uh, to get it ordered. Uh, you don't have to get it installed before March. You just got to get it ordered. Go to ActionElectrical.net and they can uh, help you out. Here is Ryan's rant with Terry Ryan. So here we go. I'll, I'll tell you
1: something. Today, um, obviously, it's emotional, but it's busy. So I-
3: Say hello to a new era of mental health care.
1: woke up this morning i had 431 new texts right so and but when i go on my facebook or my instagram yeah and i scroll i i still i was showing penny lane i can't get to the bottom so i'm guessing thousands now a lot of those people are are fans of the show or whatever so not that i won't get back to each and every one of them but it takes a while and i'm trying to look and prioritize cuz some of them are media outlets and you know, I don't want to get back to them in a week. You know, I, I get it why they want me on now. And a lot of friends and a lot of well-wishers, Jeremy Rowanick sent me a message. Um, I only met Jeremy once. But, you know, it's great to hear from the hockey fraternity. You know who I talked to this afternoon for two hours? Rick Vive. I do some... Rick Vive!
0: 50-goal you know, man!
1: Me. Yeah, and, you know, we're not like best buddies, but we've done some alumni stuff. And... We chatted. I answered the phone. It was going to be five minutes, and it ended up being about two hours. I looked down, and the thing is, a lot of the messages from my texts, I haven't gotten to Instagram yet. So if you're out there and you've sent me a, a, a well wish, I apologize for not getting back to you. It's probably not going to happen for a while. I'm just going through these in order. It's probably going to take a few days. So, And the texts, when I text people and going, thanks, I really appreciate you following along. It meant a lot, but then they get back to me again. So I'm still at 415 messages. So I've only got, even though I've gotten back to 100 people today, so it's hard to get through all these. So I'm going somewhere with this. I'm not complaining. Jeez, that's a good problem to have. It's just if you're out there listening, first of all, I'm not being ignorant. It's just hard. Second of all, I have no idea. Now picture what happened on on, on Saturday. I'm out with I came here, I had a few drinks. I went to the Growlers game. I'm at it as a fan. No idea any of this is going to happen. I go to Green Sleeves and I go to Blue On Water. I was blocking everything out anyway. I said, I'll check out my phone tomorrow. Now that happens. Uh, yesterday, I just put it away, you know, because of where way- Then we go out and I looked down and I got all those messages. Today happened. So I have no idea what you're talking about. I don't know who's won football. I don't know anything about the Leaps or Oilers game. I have no clue who won anything with football for the weekend. And for those reasons, I completely forgot to do any sort of Orion's rant. And I know you wanted to keep, keep it under five minutes because we're pressed for time. Now I've already spoken for what three and a half or four about not having Orion's rant. <laughs> so here we are. In minute number four, I think I've killed enough time. Hopefully, interestingly enough. But because of all those things, I don't have a rant. So if you want to ask me a question, ask it. But I think we're almost at five minutes.
0: All right. Well, that's uh well, you know, you could have just said, Hey, guess what? Why don't you ask me a question for Ryan's rant? Now, that's that's okay though. But I so did you see one text message or message from someone that you least expected it, that we were like, Oh wow, that's kinda cool.
1: Yes, and and of course I could have done that, but I was trying to kill five minutes. Uh Domi
0: there, tiedomi yeah, touch me, you go me. Call me tiedomi I mentioned that to my son now. He thinks it's the greatest line ever. He laughs about it so often. So, yeah. uh, and when he plays, when he plays his uh, PS5 hockey game now, whenever there's a fight, he's just like, yeah, touch me, you go me. <laughs> <That's> so hilarious. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that's uh, you know, it's such a, it's such a fun. Uh, experience really, Terry. Uh, I laughed at your end of your press call. Yeah, we'll talk to you again in two years. <laughs> so yeah. you're not ru- you're not ruling out uh, uh, an- <laughs> a- an- another comeback. I thought that was uh, quite comical. But here's my question. So the next growl, did you get to keep your jersey? Number one. Mm. Did you? I got. I uh, I just got picked up
1: my gear. They gave me all the gear. They said they're going to give me a jersey at the end.
0: Okay. So the next Growlers game you go to. When you have your jersey, will you wear your own jersey?
1: I've never worn any jersey at a sporting event. So, no, I didn't not Not even to a, like, now. so
0: you go to a, let's say you came to Edmonton in the Stanley Cup finals and you're an Oiter fan. You're telling me you're not going to the game where everybody's wearing a jersey and you wouldn't wear a jersey?
1: Well, I wouldn't be anti, but in that case... No, I think I'd look like a bit of a tool not wearing one if it's in that situation. Yeah. Unfortunately, I've never been in that situation. And
0: So, you've never I been to a don't. you've never been in the crowd in an NHL playoff game?
1: I I went when in 2006, was it, when the Oilers were in. Yeah. I flew out. It was the playoffs I don't buy a, no, I it. did fly out to see it. It was a wild experience, but no I I definitely didn't wear a jersey. I don't really remember what I did. I wouldn't have I would have worn blue and orange. Though I would have worn blue and orange or a hoodie or yeah, I I wouldn't try to be a hero. I'm just mean as as a rule. I don't. don't So you're not a big. That's
0: okay. I'm not a big. I think I've worn a a jersey to a game, and that's when I wore my nephew's jersey um, to a Sharks game. So um, that happened once. Uh, His first game. I thought uh, um, you know that was kind of a. That's a real moment for the whole family. So I had it. Uh, I well, especially because his first game got delayed in Edmonton, got postponed due to COVID. So because uh, they were scheduled to go in March, and then the uh, season shut down on March 10th, right? So um, I'd gotten some jerseys, so I had to sit there and wait like a whole calendar year before he came back to Edmonton. It was worth it. But uh, and that,
1: yeah, if something like that, yeah, I, I'm not anti. I, I just as a rule, you yeah. know, I.
0: Oh, that's fair. But and uh, I'm usually
1: if I'm at a game. I'm usually having a few drinks. I'm probably going to go out after. Yeah, so it, you, don't want, you, know, you don't.
0: You don't like to go out to the. You don't want to sing on stage when they call you up wearing your jersey. I get it. I don't mind any of it, but if I'm if I'm
1: single and I'm out mingling, there's no way I'm going to wear a jersey. I'm. I'm
0: are you no like no, no, a, no Let me. So are you suggesting that it's hard to. Um, impress it, a lady when you're wearing a hockey jersey at the bar. Is that what you're suggesting?
1: I think it is. Yeah. I think it totally is. Oh, that's yeah, a, that's I a.
0: Think... You know what? We're gonna discuss that a little bit later on the show. Cause you know what? I think that's a very valid convers. Some would argue. I don't think so. Now, if she's wearing a jersey, I think it's an easy opening line. But in some cases, it might not be. It's a good. Uh, it's a good topic. We'll get to that um, after a Connor Halley Sports 1440 update. Brought to you by Fountain Tire, where they are more than just tire changing. Now, of course, you need any winter tires. They'll come in, they'll put it on. You got a flat tire, they'll fix it. But uh, they have mechanics top notch. You need anything fixed, especially this type of weather. Book your appointment today. Stop in at FountainTire.com.